Welcome to English 304, Business Communications. My name is Dr. Reginald Watson. In this first audio recording, I'm going to do a brief overview of the expectations of this course. If you would, please take a look at your syllabus as I'm talking about the different assignments. As you know, this is Business Communications. Uh, it officially starts on the 17th of January. And the end date for the course is March the 3rd. Originally, this class was scheduled on Mondays. So as you look through your syllabus calendar, you'll note that for each week, I have the Mondays listed for each of the dates. Meaning that on some of those days, on those Mondays, I will schedule your presentations, which is a major part of your grade. So in my initial email to all of you, I asked that you set aside time for occasional Zoom meetings, Monday nights, beginning around 6.30 and ending no later than 8.30. Now, on some nights, I may not go, you know, that far, but I ask that since this was originally um, scheduled for the classroom, on Monday nights from 6 to 10 o'clock. All I ask is that you set aside a few of your Monday evenings for the scheduled presentations. What am I talking about when I say presentations? If you look at your syllabus under the general heading of major assignments and evaluations, first thing you see is the 30% grade of three oral presentations. The first one is to inform, which is scheduled to begin on January 31st, a Monday. So I ask that you uh, set aside some time and uh, be prepared to do your presentations between 6.30 and 8.30. The next scheduled oral presentation is the To Persuade presentation on February 14th, which is on a Monday. And the last presentation is the To Argue presentation, okay? And if you're looking at your syllabus, you'll note that I ask that your presentations not exceed seven minutes. And I go into some detail about exactly what I want from you prior to the scheduled presentations. If you take a look at your list of suggested business topics, it will help you understand what I mean by choosing a business-related topic. If you're looking at the list, I have general subjects, Bitcoin, North Carolina State Lottery, 
You could talk about Wall Street or anything related to the stock market. I want you to write this down. What do I mean when I say business-related topic? I mean any topic that's related to the economy, finance, the generation of money, okay? So even a topic like teacher's pay is business-related because, again, we're talking about the salaries of public school teachers. So if you choose a topic that's related to the economy in any way, I will accept that as a business topic. So if you look at the list of suggested business topics that I sent to you a day or so ago, you'll get a full understanding of what I mean when I say business-related topic, okay? I had to clarify that before I go into what you need to do for each of those three oral presentations. For the to inform, what I want you to do in your presentation is inform us on a business-related topic. I'll give you an example of what has been done in the past. Some students have chosen the topic of Bitcoin. So for their to inform presentation, they basically uh, told the class how to get into uh, Bitcoin, how to invest in it. Sometimes the students just gave a, a general overview about what is Bitcoin, what is cryptocurrency. In other words, all you're supposed to do is inform your audience about the chosen topic, not argue anything, not try to persuade us about anything, but just tell us what it is that stands out about your particular topic. The North Carolina State Lottery, that's another acceptable business-related topic. In the past, students who have chosen that topic have basically informed us about when the North Carolina State Lottery uh, was created, where does the money go, how much of an impact does it have on the state economy. So again, if you choose North Carolina State Lottery, you could tell us basically the details of the program itself. Where does the money go? Other topics that have been popular involve teacher's pay. Sometimes students have chosen to talk about gentrification, okay, which is basically when you have a lot of older properties, low-income properties, basically uh, be pushed out, you know, when people are trying to revitalize their towns or their cities. A lot of times, poor residents, particularly people of color, are basically pushed out because 
the cost of living goes up with the revitalization. So as a result, poor people, people of color are pushed out. So for the price of advancing your town or your city, building more, increasing property values, that has an impact, an economic impact on the poor. So in the past, some students have chosen revitalization and the effects of it or gentrification. Those are perfectly fit topics to discuss in a to-inform presentation. For the to-persuade presentation and the to-argue presentation, what you're doing is taking a stand. For the to-persuade presentation, you're going to argue your side. You don't have to bring in what the opposition is saying. The to-argue presentation is different in that you're not going to just argue for your side, but you're going to also show what the opposition is saying. If you look at the description of the presentations, note that I want you to have at least one academic source for the to inform, one academic source for the to persuade, and three sources for the to argue presentation. You will get two sources that back up what your, your position on the argument is, and the third source will represent the opposition. Keep that in mind as I'm describing what you need to do for each of these presentations. Now, for all of these presentations, what are you sending to me? What do I expect from you? Well, you're not going to be writing short papers. I only want three things from you. A typed outline. And I sent an example of what I want with your typed outlines. Okay? I sent you an example discussing Obamacare. So make sure you take a look at that sample outline because it's very important in terms of what you need to do for your own outlines. Note that on the outline sample that I sent you, I broke down my discussion of Obamacare. And this is what I want you to do in your own outlines. Have a short introductory paragraph, first and foremost. Next, have a thesis statement that breaks down point by point what you are going to discuss in your presentation. And remember, thesis statements are very, very important, especially when you write the one research paper that is assigned for this course. After you have come up with a thesis statement, make sure that numerically you break down each of the points in the thesis statement and say a little bit about those points. You're not writing a paper, you're just doing an outline. 
You take your points and bring in a brief description of each of those points. And then what I want you to do after you have done point one, point two, point three, or however many points were in your thesis statement, then I want you to give me a short concluding paragraph. And the reason why I want you to follow that particular format is because it will help you in preparation for the one research paper that I have due on February 14th at 10 p.m. So, for each of the presentations, you're sending me a typed outline. And I would prefer that you send the outline, the PowerPoint, and the Works Cited page. Email those directly to me. Send them at least 24 hours before the day of the actual presentations. So your first presentation is January 31st, the to inform presentation. Make sure that you get everything, all the materials that are due. Make sure you email those to me by no later than January 30th. So once you have chosen whatever you want to inform us about, your business-related topic, this is what I recommend that you do. Come up with a general outline, the one that I want you to send to me. That will help you organize what you want to say. Come up with a thesis statement with maybe two or three points that you can talk about in your presentation. For example, if I was going to do a two-informed presentation on, say, Bitcoin, what I would do is try to brainstorm about exactly what I want to say about it and break it down into maybe two or three points. So what you can do in your thesis statement is make it very clear that you're going to discuss this, this, and this about Bitcoin. Thesis statements are very important because they help you organize your thoughts. And it's going to be very, very important when you start writing your papers. So even with a to-inform presentation, you need to have a clear-cut thesis statement. So if I was going to choose Bitcoin, what I would do is come up with a thesis statement first. And then once I have established exactly what I want to say about Bitcoin, I will do some research. Now, I want you to note your library presentation is going to be given by Terrence Martin. And right now I have that presentation scheduled around February 7th. If that date changes, I'll let you know. Why do I have a library session scheduled? Because Mr. Terrence Martin is going to talk to you on that day, starting at 6.15. 
talk to you for about 45 minutes, telling you about the tools that are available online in the library for you to do research. And I want you to write this down. You need to look at, when you do your research and trying to find sources, you need to go to what we call periodicals, first and foremost. What falls under periodicals? Newspapers or magazines. Why newspapers? Because they offer the most up-to-date information. And more than likely, when you choose one of your business-related topics, it's going to be a topic that's very, very current. So it would be best to review periodicals, newspapers, or magazines. Outside of that, I recommend that you go to academic journals, business-related journals, peer-reviewed journals to find supporting articles for your topic. So once you have established whatever your thesis statement is, that's when you can start doing your research. Now, the library session will be a little bit after your first to inform presentation. So what I'm going to tell you now is start doing your own looking and searching on the library site for articles, preferably newspaper articles, for the to inform, for the to persuade, and for the to argue presentations. So if I chose Bitcoin, what would I do? I would go to either a journal, a newspaper, or a magazine to find at least one source that helps support what I'm saying about Bitcoin. And then during the presentation, you need to mention that source. Now, what are the other two things you need to turn into me? The PowerPoint presentation. On the syllabus, I say that you need to have a visual aid. Since this course is online, I recommend that you come up with a short PowerPoint. Why? Because on each of the scheduled presentation nights, I'm going to set up the Zoom for all of you to be able to share your PowerPoint. In the past, this is how things have progressed. Around 6.30, all of you will click on the invite link that I send you for the Zoom meeting. Once everybody has clicked on, then I will enable the site for everybody to be able to share they're short PowerPoints. So when I call on each of you, what I want you to do is the following. Number one, introduce who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Number two, 
Start your PowerPoint. And then when I tell you to start, you will talk us through each of the PowerPoint slides. So what you'll do is make sure that you come up with a PowerPoint presentation that will enable you to visually show us point by point what you want to discuss. You can be very creative in coming up with your PowerPoints, but make sure that your presentations are well organized. This is where you could not only be creative, but make sure that you insert pertinent quotes, maybe one or two quotes from the one source that's required. That the source, the quote that helps back up what it is you're trying to say about your topic. So make sure that your PowerPoint slides fit what you are trying to say beginning with the outline. So I would recommend that you come up with enough slides that will enable you to give us at least a seven-minute presentation. I would recommend that on one of the slides, one of the first slides in the presentation, you put your thesis statement. And then from that point on, you could insert one, maybe two direct quotes from the required source. A quote or quotes that will help strengthen what you're trying to say. And then, of course, you can bring in visuals. But keep this in mind. I also want you to mention numbers, finances. This will be the case throughout the course. So make sure you can talk about either money-related issues or financial statistical issues. Make sure that somewhere in those PowerPoint presentation slides, you have numbers, references to numbers, because this is very important. Even with Bitcoin, Bring in numbers, if that's going to be one of your topics chosen. Make sure you bring in references to your topic's impact, financial impact on the economy. That is going to be the case for everything you do. So whatever your topic, make sure that you bring in references to economic impacts. Bring in numbers. You also need to have, for the final slide, a Works Cited page. I also want you to send me a Works Cited page prior to the day of presentations. So if you look at your syllabus, I ask that you send me, number one, the typed outline. And you have a sample outline to follow for that. Number two, create a PowerPoint, a well-organized PowerPoint on your topic, and send that, email that to me as well. 
third and last thing I want from you prior to the presentations is a works cited page. Now, I have sent you a lot of information already. One thing that's going to be coming to you this week is a reference to the MLA guidebook, the Purdue OWL link. The link is under Purdue OWL. The link gives you a nice overview about MLA rules. It gives you visuals about what your works cited page should look like. It gives you visuals on how to document sources. So make sure that you access the link, the Purdue Owl link that will be emailed to you in the early part of this week. Once you get that link, I want you to review the general rules for how to set up a works cited page. Now, for the case of your to inform presentation, you only need one source for the presentation. Somewhere in the PowerPoint, you need to reference that source. But on your works cited page, you need to list the name of that source. So make sure that you look in the MLA guidebook, preferably the ninth edition, although you may still use the eighth edition of MLA. It's not APA, it's MLA. Make sure that you look at the rules for how to set up a periodical, an article from a periodical, mainly newspapers. And I have already sent you newspaper articles that are related to business topics. Most of the newspaper articles that I will be sending you throughout this session come from the News and Observer. Those articles are very important, and I'm sending them to you mainly for one of your forms, but also to help you brainstorm about possible topics that you may want to do either your presentations on or the one research paper. So make sure that you read the articles that I send you because all of them will be related to business in some form or fashion. And if you choose to write on any of the topics covered in those articles, let me know. So again, when I say a source, an academic source, I mean a source from either periodicals like newspapers, magazines, or journals. I will send you a link to the MLA rules, and I want you to access that link and make sure that you review how to do a proper setup of the works cited page. Why? Because for each of your oral presentations, 
one of the things I require is a works cited page. So you're not writing papers for each of these three oral presentations. All you're going to do is email me three items, a clear-cut outline set up in the way that I described, a PowerPoint, a copy of your PowerPoint that you're going to use during the presentation, and last but not least, a works cited page that is properly formatted according to the rules of MLA, either 8th or ninth edition. That's all you're going to email to me. And let me make this clear. All assignments will be emailed to me. And if you look through your syllabus, you'll note that a lot of the cutoff times are 10 p.m. 10 p.m. is going to be the cutoff time on whatever the designated due date may be. So keep that in mind, 10 p.m. So you need to get all of these materials to me prior to the day of presentation, preferably before 10 p.m., 24 hours out from the day of presentations. So all assignments, your papers, your homework. And if you look through the calendar outline, I give you week by week the designated chapters and page numbers that you need to do your homework. So the first set of homework, the first chapters, one, two, and three, the end of chapter exercises, they will be due by no later than 10 p.m. January 21st. So make sure that as I'm talking, you thoroughly review the calendar because week by week, I tell you exactly what chapter or chapters you need to do the end of chapter exercises on. And I also give you the due dates for that homework. So throughout the session, you will be completing end of chapter activities. And of course, that will comprise your homework portfolio. So even though the homework will be due throughout the session, at the end of the session, I want you to take all of those end of chapter exercises and compile them in an electronic folder. Okay? And those end of chapter exercises should be emailed to me as a whole by the designated date. Okay, so yes, from week to week, you're going to be doing end of chapter exercises and they need to be emailed directly to me by the designated due dates. But by the end of the session, all of that homework 
needs to be put in a compressed file, an electronic folder. And that should be emailed as well. So I brought up the homework for a reason. The homework, the individual research paper, those assignments should be emailed directly to me. Look at the syllabus and you'll note that I have at least two email addresses. I want you to email me to the Wesleyan email address as well as my personal email address of dr1998 at embarkmail.com. So I recommend that you email me the assignments to both my work and home emails. Okay, so I wanted to make that very clear that the due dates on most of your assignments, 10 p.m. is the cutoff. And by 10 p.m., those assignments should be emailed directly to me. There is no place on the Genzabar site where you upload your homework or your papers. Send everything to me directly via those email addresses. All right, I will continue my discussion of the three oral presentations. Just as I described for the to inform, you'll do the same things for the remaining two oral presentations. You will choose a business-related topic that you could write a persuasive presentation on. So make sure you choose a business-related topic that can be argued or you can persuade us about. Okay? For example, in the past, students have chosen whether teachers' pay should be increased. Sometimes students have chosen to talk about Obamacare because Obamacare can be argued one of two ways. So you can argue that topic effectively whether you're for or against it. Obamacare is an excellent business-related topic that one could do either to persuade or to argue presentation on. And keep this in mind, the difference between the to persuade and the to argue presentation is clear. For the to persuade presentation, you're going to argue just one side, your side. You're going to try to persuade us through your materials to whatever your stand is on this particular topic. The to argue presentation is pretty much the same. The difference is you're not going to just present your side, but you also need to talk about the opposition to your side. So that's the reason why there's three sources required for the to argue presentation. Because what you are supposed to do 
is, of course, strengthen your side of the argument by bringing in two relevant sources. The third source will represent the opposition. So, just as with the two inform, for the two persuade and the two argue presentations, prior to those presentations, you're supposed to email me the materials that I just talked about. Make sure that for each presentation, you email me an outline, your PowerPoint that's going to be used for the presentation, and of course, the works cited page. For the to inform presentation, you only have to utilize one source, preferably from a periodical or a journal. For the to persuade presentation, you only need one source. So if you're going to, say, persuade us on the benefits of Obamacare, I would recommend you go to either a newspaper article that's very current or maybe even a magazine article. There's also some journal articles out there that could probably help you in your persuasive discussion. So again, what you're doing is in seven minutes, you're going to, while talking through your PowerPoint slides, Persuade us on whatever your chosen business-related topic is. And again, in the past, students have chosen topics like teacher's pay. Bitcoin was also a popular topic. Some students chose to persuade the audience to either investing in Bitcoin or not investing in Bitcoin. So remember, the differences are clear. For the to inform presentation, you're only informing us on your topic. For the to persuade presentation, you're getting into a sort of an argument, but a one-sided argument. You're going to try to persuade us to your side of whatever that argument is on that topic. The last presentation is a true argument. The difference being that you're going to, of course, argue your side, but you also need to bring in a legitimate source that represents the opposition. That's the main difference between to persuade and to argue. And again, only one source is required for each of the first two presentations. Three sources are required for the two argue presentations. And again, and I'll repeat this one more time. If you look through the calendar, you'll see that I have Mondays as the scheduled days of meetings when we meet via Zoom. So, yes, this is an asynchronous course. It is entirely online. There will be no classroom meetings. So I ask 
that you set aside the period of 6.30 to maybe 8.30 on the days of our scheduled oral presentations. And how will those presentations be organized? I will, through Zoom, have each person share their PowerPoint. You'll be asked to present who you are, then do your presentation and talk us through your presentation by clicking the slides. Then at the end of your presentation, you will ask the classmates whether they have any questions. That's the way each of the oral presentations will be organized. So keep that in mind. The first oral presentation will be the to and form. That's scheduled January 31st, beginning 6.30 p.m. on that night. The to persuade is February 14th. The to argue is February 21st. Discussion forms. There's a total of eight forms. The first form, which I've already emailed everyone about this. The first form is, of course, entitled the first form. It's just not in proper order. I had to go back in and revise it. Uh, so now the first form is at the bottom of all the other forms. So don't be alarmed if you don't see it as the first form. It's going to be the last form, and it will be entitled first form, business communications. I'm asking you to give me your discussion of what you think business communications involves. So make sure that that first form is completed by no later than January 19th, 10 p.m. Completing these forms are very important. Why? Because I will be taking attendance based on your completion of each of these weekly forms. So, no, we're not in a classroom, but I will take attendance on your completing of each of the forms. I cannot, I'll tell you this now, I cannot take away points or count you absent if, for whatever reason, you cannot participate in a few of the Zoom meetings. For example, the library presentation. That's going to be scheduled on a Monday night starting at 6.15. If for whatever reason you cannot attend that meeting, I cannot count you absent. Now, the presentations are another matter. Since the oral presentations is a major part of your grading, yes, you need to try and be present for the scheduled presentations. 
Now, if you, for whatever reason, cannot do your presentation on the scheduled night or nights, then you need to let me know. And I will set up another day and time for you to do that required presentation. But you need to have a good excuse. So no, I'm not going to build your attendance on the presentations, so to speak. But your presentations, since they are a major part of your grade, you need to be present for those presentations unless you have a good excuse. Otherwise, you need to complete those forms week by week in order to be counted present for that week. So form one, complete that form on time so that you can be counted as present for week one. And it's very, very important because if for whatever reason you don't do that form, you're going to be counted absent and then you're in danger of being dropped from the class. Okay, so there's no excuse. Do form one so that you can be counted present for week one. And subsequently, for the following weeks, that's what you need to do. Complete the forms that each have a due date. Complete them on time so that you can be counted present for those weeks. So, I think that's all I need to really say about the discussion forms. That's 20% of your grade. Uh, the three oral presentations, as you know, 30% uh, of your grade. Each one's worth 10%. Uh, the eight forms, if you go on and do all eight, you should get 100 for the final grade. Now, for forms two through eight, make sure that you respond to at least one other classmate. Only one other classmate for forms two through eight. So try to respond to a fellow classmate, at least one, for each of the forms two through eight. All forms should be completed by March 2nd. But as with the homework, there will be due dates throughout the session that you need to make sure you meet. Okay, So there are due dates for the forms. Make sure you complete those forms on those given due dates. Individual research project paper. That's worth 20% of your grade. I will talk more about this paper in another audio, but in general, what are you doing for the, this research paper? Just as you did for the oral presentations, you need to choose a business-related topic to build your paper on. You can do either a to-inform paper, a to-persuade paper, or to-argue paper. Now, if you're going to do a paper 
based on either to inform or to persuade, then you only need two sources. If you do an argumentative paper, you need three sources. Now, why do you need sources? Those sources help support what you are saying in the paper. And I want you to write this down. And I have already sent out a model paper for business communications that I would recommend you read over because that particular student received an A on that paper. This is how I want you to organize your research papers. First and foremost, you need to have a strong introductory paragraph. And this is what I want you to do in the introduction. Briefly do an overview of your topic. Say if you're doing an argumentative paper on Obamacare. What would you do in the introduction? Well, first, you would say general information, give us general information about Obamacare and when it was first implemented. And then, at the end of the introduction, that last sentence will be your thesis statement. And if you choose to do an argument based on that topic, I would recommend you do uh, a thesis statement with two, maybe three major reasons why you are taking the stand that you're taking on Obamacare. So if you are for Obamacare, you feel like it needs to stay the law of the land, then you need to mention two, maybe three reasons why, why you feel that way. So make sure that your thesis statement specifically specifies, talks about two, maybe three reasons why you're taking the stand that you're taking. And of course, if you're going to do an argumentative paper, you would bring in three sources. If it was Obamacare, you would bring in two articles, maybe, you know, from newspapers or journals that support either one or more of the points in your thesis statement. So again, as I mentioned with the oral presentations, you need to decide on exactly what you want to discuss about the topic. Formulate your thesis statement before you do your research. Because your thesis statement will help organize your thoughts. Your thesis statement is based on your opinion, your feelings about the topic. So in the introduction, what do you do? Whether it's a to-inform, to-persuade, or to-argue paper. You give a general overview of your topic in the introduction. Say some things that lead up to your thesis statement about the topic. So you go from general to specific in the first paragraph, your introduction. So if you're doing Obamacare, say something in general about the background on the topic. And then you go to the specific point of the paper, your thesis statement. You will tell point by point 
what it is you're going to discuss in the body of the paper. Once you have established your introduction, then the body of your paper will be set up like this. You will devote at least one paragraph to each of your thesis statement points. In other words, you will develop each of the points in your thesis statement. And when I say paragraphs, what do I mean? I'm saying five or more sentences in length. I don't like short paragraphs. So each of your paragraphs should be at least five or more sentences in length. So what will you do if you have a three-point thesis statement? Well, in the first paragraph of the body of your paper, you're going to discuss the first point in the thesis. The next paragraph will discuss the second point in your thesis statement. And the third point will be discussed in the third paragraph of your body. So make sure that somewhere in the body of your paper, you elaborate on each of your points by bringing in quotes from your required sources. Of course, you're going to be bringing in your own thoughts and your opinions, so don't let your academic research dominate what you have to say. Now, keep this in mind. You may use the first-person narrative, meaning I will allow you to use I. The reason why I'm allowing you to use I is because I want these papers based on your thoughts, your opinions. And you're supposed to bring in direct quotes only as they strengthen whatever your opinion is. So, for example, if you're going to choose Obamacare to argue Obamacare, make sure that in the body of your paper, you bring in two direct quotes from two different sources somewhere in the body of your paper. Sources that help support at least one of your thesis statement points. So what you're doing is finding resources that support what you want to say. And you need to quote, directly quote, from the required sources somewhere in the body of the paper. And for the argumentative paper, what did I tell you? Three sources are required. The third source will represent the opposition. So you need to bring in a direct quote from your opposition somewhere in the body of the paper, if only to refute what that source is saying. Conclusion. The very beginning of your concluding paragraph, restate the thesis statement, and then for the rest of the conclusion, this is what I want you to do. Talk about what you may have learned from doing the research. And then bring in any connections between the topic and your own personal life. Or talk about how that particular topic is still very, very important. In other words, update us on what is currently going on with your topic. If it's Obamacare, 
talk about the latest developments. If you didn't have a chance to talk about that in the body of the paper, you can kind of inform us about what is the latest thing going on with Obamacare today. Do that in the concluding paragraph. In other words, leave your readers with something to think about. You know, let them, uh, let them know about the importance of your topic. Instill in them an incentive to continue reading about your topic. Leave, leave them with something to think about. That's what a good concluding paragraph does. So restate the thesis statement. Talk about what you may have gained from doing the research paper. And then make any personal connections, if any, between yourself and the topic. And also update your reading audience on what is currently going on with your topic. Okay? So that, in a nutshell, is what I want in these papers. I want them organized in the way that I just described. Okay? Make sure that for the papers you have two sources if you're doing a to-inform or to-persuade paper. But for the to-argue paper, you need three sources. And you need to quote from those sources somewhere in the body of the paper. In a later audio, I will talk in more detail about how I want you to document your sources. Of course, this paper has to be at least five pages in length, five complete pages, with the sixth page being your works cited page. Okay? So it has to be at least five complete pages, six page being the works cited page. I'll talk about that in more detail later. Now, team projects. Uh, for that, you will be doing pretty much what each of you had to do for the individual oral presentations. The difference is that I'm going to put all of you in teams. And at the end of the session, as teams, you're going to present your findings on a business-related topic. Okay, Each team will turn in the same types of materials that I wanted for the individual presentations. An outline, PowerPoint, works side of page. And on the day of presentations, your team, when called upon, will take us point by point through a PowerPoint presentation. Each member of the team can present or a leader can be designated to do the entire presentation. I'll leave that up to the team leader. So I will send a list of team assignments before this week is out. Once you get your assignment, you need to contact your fellow teammates, and I will send contact information out with the list of teams, okay? I will say a little bit more in a follow-up audio, but for now, I think that's enough said. If you have any questions, feel free to call or email me. Again, my name is Dr. Reginald Watson, and uh, we'll talk more in detail about the requirements for this course. I may even set up a Zoom meeting 
uh, for this week. Have a good night.